David knows how uh, seriously I treat the Sunday morning sessions. And uh, so it's a, a great joy for me to be here. Let's just see if we can get my slides up. Uh, we've already had a, a number of challenges with technology this morning, with printers not working and things. Well, Gary's pulling those up. Uh, that was a, I thought, a, a great prayer from Andrea there. As I was talking to Rene um, at the start of the meeting this morning, and uh, I was saying to him that uh, as we, we look at this confusion all around us within the government, um, it's good to know that God's in control. And uh, my prayer each morning is uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. And uh, it's difficult sometimes having that faith, isn't it, and maintaining that faith when we see so much confusion around us. Okay, thanks, Gary. Um, so that's me, Craig, if you don't know me. Um, I've been around here with my wife and family at SCF since 1990, so um, many of you do know us, which is a blessing. Um, and uh, this is what I've been asked to talk on this morning, and this is, I found, hugely challenging. So, as I preach this this morning, um, this is to me as much as it is to you, and I find this stuff really challenging. Um, so, uh, please don't be under any illusion that I think this is, uh, this is easy stuff. So today we're continuing a theme that's been running since the beginning of the year um, about where God is asking us to focus during 2019. That's not to say all the amazing things that Ben's already referred to that are happening in SCF stop uh, or that they're not within our hearts and we're fully behind them. It's just that there are some specific areas that we believe that God is calling us to focus on in 2019. And in terms of context, SCF has never been a one-leader church. We've always believed in the power of leading through an eldership and not moving forward unless everybody within that eldership is at one in the way that we are discerning God's plans and purposes for this, his church. And David, Ben and I have spent a huge amount of time seeking God individually and collectively for his vision for 2019. And over the last year, what we felt more and more is God putting on our heart this love and care for people in our community. As Ben said, there's been a huge amount of work that's been done to build the discipleship within SCF. But now's the time, having those strong, that strong foundation, 
But God is calling us to reach out from that discipleship base out into our community. And he's affirmed that in a number of different ways. So let's just recap um, from the beginning of the year. You'll remember, perhaps, if you were here on the 6th of January, David Wart put up that amazing picture of John the Baptist with his finger. Do you remember that? Where he was pointing the way to Jesus. And then on the, the 13th of January, Ben shared with us about living as a church family and particularly about being intentional in our discipleship journey because out of that firm foundation, being rooted in our relationship with Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith comes all the strength that we need. And then last week, Martin Allen shared with us and in the latter part of his talk, he summed up how that discipleship culture will, if it's really deep down and we're rooted in Jesus' love and care, it will create a missional church. And he talked about modelling our values as we share fellowship, food and fun. And if you remember, he talked about focusing on transformation, not information. And um, I think he, he, he said something along the lines of being educated beyond our faith. Um, that we needed to be stronger in our faith in order to put what we know actually into action. And that's part of what I'm going to be sharing about this morning. So this morning we're going to be reminding ourselves that God has really blessed us as a church family about the vision, the overall vision that he's given us as, as SCF and about doing his will and building relationships with uh, our people in our community isn't a choice. It isn't a choice. We're called to bring God's unconditional love and care for people but that love and care has to be authentic. People soon spot a forgery, don't they? And we can't do that on our own. We can only do that in Jesus' strength and by allowing the Holy Spirit to work in and through us. And that requires us to be willing to allow God to use what he has given us. And I've, I've used this term, a five-talent church, if you remember the, the, the parable of the talents, um, the, the, man is going, the rich man's going away on a journey and he gives one servant five talents and so on down the line until he gives one servant one talent. And if you remember when he comes back, the five talent servant has grown the amount that God has given him. The one talent servant has buried it in the ground. The master then gives great praise to the five-talent servant and takes away what he'd already given to the one-talent servant to give to somebody else. I'd put it to you that we are a five-talent church. 
I'm hugely proud, hugely proud to be part of you, the people of SCF. And it's one of the reasons I'm standing down here in the body of the Kirk, not up there on stage, because I'm one of you and I'm hugely proud of that. But I know that he's given us this huge amount within the talents that he's given us and all the giftings that he's put within us. And we're all being called, and I, I put myself in that, to allow God to stir us. We can, if we choose, put up the barriers, and we can stop God using us. But we're being called to bring down those barriers, to allow the Holy Spirit into our hearts, into our souls, and to allow God to use us and to use what he has gifted within us. And then to move in that love that he will put within us and to put that into action. Those of you who've been on the Joining the Church program uh, or indeed those of you who've read the material uh, in home groups um, will remember this vision that uh, God has given us as, as SCF. And remember, this is going back now. This, he gave us this vision a number of years ago. So this isn't something new. But we would be a missional family. We'll be salt and light to the people in and around Shirley and further afield. Every aspect of our plans and purposes will be founded on our deep desire to be in God's will and to do his calling. Because we know, don't we, that if we're in God's will, then that's where the blessing is. If we stray from being in his will, then we're in difficult territory. We're on our own. But if we're in God's will, then that's where the blessing is. Everything will continue and start with and be covered by prayer. People, in a, people will see Christ in us transform lives. The bridge will be a light in the community. Resources that reach people physically, socially and spiritually. Everybody will know about the bridge and government and community agencies will come to us for help. In every single one of those areas, we are seeing God move within this church. And we can give numerous examples of where God is moving in those areas. I said earlier on that reaching out into our community isn't a choice. God's word to us at this time in our history is that we are to be a missional community. Isaiah 68 talks about loosing the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Hallelujah. And we're to be Christ's hands and feet and voice to those in need. Matthew 25, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. 
I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. We're also called to be salt and light and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're not asked to make disciples. We are commanded to make disciples. Go into all the world. And if there's one verse in the Bible that has been my guide, it's been Luke 12, 48. For from everyone who's been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who's been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. How much has God given us? How blessed are we? How blessed are we when we look around? So the, the focus that God is putting on our hearts is to create, I and mean, he's given us this vision of a network of spaces, including our homes and our workplaces, with the bridge as the hub. Safe spaces, accessible to everyone, where needs are met with real love and care for the whole person, including those they care about. Where everyone is empowered to make a difference in their own lives and in the lives of those around them. A community where people can be without having to believe or even to belong. Where they experience Jesus Christ and learn to trust through relationship. And why are we doing it? A pathway for Christ to walk upon. Where the gospel is lived out. Leading to a place where the gospel is preached and people can discover Christ for themselves. This is about allowing, creating a pathway for Jesus to walk upon. About the Holy Spirit to move within people. Back in 2004, um, those of you who were around almost 15 years ago now will remember that I, I ran a series of workshops at the old bridge, uh, before this place was even started to be designed, never mind built. And those of you who are there will remember that uh, I asked you to, to think about what we were going to be doing within the bridge. We even thought about what it was going to look like. If you remember, I, I asked, asked you to think about, to close your eyes and imagine walking up to the front door. What would it like, what would it feel like walking in to this building. And uh, out of those workshops, um, this message came through loud and clear that this new building, uh, that at the time didn't have a name, but came to be the bridge that we know now, will be an attractive and accessible multi purpose environment that people that, that will help the church to contribute to the spiritual, moral, social and physical well-being of the community through, meeting, through providing a meeting place for worship, 
friendship, prayer, training and practical help. Again, it's good to go back, isn't it? And remind ourselves about the vision that God gave us. And then to sit here in this amazing building 15 years later and look back on those workshops and the prayer and the vision that God gave us. But how can we make even more use of what God has blessed us with? Our starting point has to be about authenticity. And we have to be congruent. And uh, I thought I'd explain the definition of congruence. The Oxford English Dictionary talks about congruence being in agreement or in harmony. So when our heart leads to words and actions that are all joined up and they are in alignment with God's will, then people see congruence. They see authenticity. They see the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, living within us and driving what we say and what we do. The opposite to that is not walking the talk, as they say. It's saying one thing and doing another. And people out there in the world, they're watching us. And when we don't do what we say or our words don't align with what we profess to believe, then they see a fake. They don't see authenticity. So that congruence, that authenticity, comes from being in tune with the Holy Spirit, but it also comes from understanding and respect. Understanding comes from an interested inquiry and through listening with an open heart. Respect is absolutely essential in building trust. If people don't trust us, then they won't hear the message that we're seeking to convey. They won't believe in what we're saying. They won't believe that our heart for them is genuine. That doesn't mean to say that we, we condone their words, their actions, their lifestyle. But it does mean that we seek to understand where they're coming from and therefore to give them the respect that they deserve. I was, uh, I was talking to somebody during the week um, and they were talking about their grown-up children. And we were talking about our grown-up children going off and sometimes doing things that we're not very happy with. And uh, those of you, your young children, you've still got this to come. Um, but um, our children go off and they do things that we're not entirely happy with. But as parents, the important thing is to continue loving that person, loving our children and keeping the lines of communication open and showing them love and care and respect. Once that goes, 
then we lose the opportunity to speak into their lives. We lose the opportunity to influence. We lose trust. And I've learnt from much experience that speaking the truth in love is good. Speaking the truth in love at the right time is even better. And speaking the right helping of truth in love at the right time is even better. Praise God that uh, most of us sitting here this morning are blessed with homes. Uh, I do some work with people who are not so fortunate. And he's put us, each of us, in those homes, however humble, for a purpose at this time. We're not there by accident. God has placed us in those homes at this point in time for a purpose. And we all have the ability to get to know our neighbours, those people around us. We can ask, who is my neighbour? Um, and it isn't just the people immediately around us. It's the person at the paper shop, the, uh, the person banging, uh, taking our money at Sainsbury's, etc. And it isn't always easy loving those people because in our natural selves, we don't always like them that much, if the truth be known. But through Christ, who is alive in us, we have the ability to reach out to our neighbours and to love them in that active meaning of the word love. And we can all use those God-given opportunities uh, that God puts across our path each day. If we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, then we sense those moments. We sense the right time and we're able to step in and bring that right word from God at the right time. I've, uh, I've been interested to see uh, a clip and we're going to throw it up in a minute, from Care from the Family. They've created a, a whole set of um, material aimed at families with younger children. Uh, and this is about how to share the gospel primarily with your children. But I believe it's a really good resource for kitchen table church, where at our, in our homes, if we've got younger children, perhaps we've got grandchildren, then get other people around, use this material, and in an easy, simple way to share the gospel uh, with people that uh, we call our neighbours. So um, is that possible to play that one, Gary? As Christian parents, we all want our children to have a deep, and personal relationship with God. Now, what's interesting is that we as mums and dads are the most influential people in helping our children choose to follow Jesus. We might not know where to begin, but the good news is we haven't got to be experts. There are lots of simple things that we can do, and we can learn 
from one another. The Kitchen Table Project is a movement of parents and carers who want to inspire in their children a faith that lasts. The Inspire Session is a great place to start. Get some other parents together and download the free resources from the website and begin to have some deeper conversations about how we begin to nurture faith in the home. So join us in making a difference and inspiring a faith that lasts and seeing the next generation discover what it is to follow Jesus. Thanks, Gary. Um, there's lots of us, of course, who've got fantastic gift of hospitality uh, within the church. And uh, Sue and I were hugely blessed to be uh, down at a retreat center down near Ross called Breathe. And they have a, a great method, shall we say, of sitting around the table, sharing food, having some Christian music playing in the background, being intentional about the, the questions that we talk about, um, having prayed about it before and perhaps having some words of knowledge for the people around the table. Uh, it's a great way of being real with people. And uh, I was saying at our elders meeting on, on Monday that uh, if I find that somebody wants a, a good plumber or a good electrician, I have no qualms at all about telling them about my friend Malcolm. Um, why should I be so reticent when I see somebody who has the need of Jesus Christ in their life? Why should I be so reticent for sharing a simple gospel message with them? Sharing some of my testimony. Why should I be so reticent? And yet we are, aren't we? And uh, over, the, over the years, I've been blessed to be able to share the gospel in my workplace in, in a number of, number of places. Uh, I've set up uh, prayer meetings uh, in, the, uh, in, in my office environments where I've been. And if you're going to do it, then do it in the light. Yeah. Go and ask permission. By asking permission, you actually open up what you're doing to, to people. And uh, don't just do it in a, in a cupboard somewhere be able to advertise it. Do it openly. And um, many of you will also know that uh, I used to uh, work on big construction sites. Well, I've actually sat down at the inaugural meeting on a big construction site, and I've said, right, let's pray. This is one of the most dangerous environments that anybody could be working in. So let's pray that everybody coming onto this site will be kept safe. And you know, nobody worried. Um, I, I had a situation, again, some of you will know that I chair a charity called um, The Trusted Executive. And uh, I was at a, a meeting recently of business leaders. And uh, I shared about the Christian basis for The Trusted Executive. And I shared a video about what we were doing that was an absolute Christian message. And, you know, nobody in that room batted an eyelid. Because it was appropriate in that circumstance. So often, our fears are not borne out when we step out and share the gospel in these sorts of situations. I'm going to miss a couple of slides because we're uh, 
So we've, we've talked, this, Ben's already talked about extending the, the, um, the, the, the bridge and what, all that goes on here uh, and this, uh, this vision statement about the bridge being a light in the community. Um, we, we're seeing huge amounts of need in the, in the community. Um, very quickly, what has come to my consciousness through, through prayer is that we don't have to do it all ourselves. And uh, I, I, I came up with a vision of John Lewis. And uh, you know, many of you know that my, my idea of shopping is to go into Solihull and get, walk into John Lewis, buy what I need, and then get out again as quickly as possible. Um, but um, John Lewis, not all the stall, the, the, the counters in John Lewis are actually managed by John Lewis people. There's Clarins, there's Panasonic, there's Sony. They're all there, aren't they? But they're all working to a common standard. You don't have the wet fish counter next to Clarins. That would not be good. Um, so, but they're all working to a, a common basis. And because they're all working to a common basis, they benefit from each other's uh, people coming in for each, for each other's uh, activity. Uh, I believe we're doing more of that here at the bridge but more of that another time. Um, so in summary, God has granted us much. He's got a unique plan for us, and uh, we were incredibly privileged um, before Christmas for Steve and Jeanne Wood uh, who were some of the founding members of SCF. Steve was one of the, the founding elders here at SCF. And they came to share with us. And uh, as a little side note, what he actually gave me was the first notes of the trustees meetings of Solihull Christian Fellowship, which I now have, which are a real treasure. Um, but what Steve and Jan st shared with us was the prophetic word that SCF is entering into a new era. Hear that, a new era. Not a new phase, but a new era that God is bringing us into. That new era, we're crossing the Jordan. Uh, it's there for us. We just need to commit to cross the Jordan and move into that whole new era that he's got for us. God's call is for every single one of us uh, to help to transform our community. Uh, it's not a choice, it's a command. And that command to bring that proactive, unconditional love into our communities. This isn't about counting sheep into the pen. It's about reaching out in true love and care for the people that we come across. It's wanting the best for them. Not because we have an ulterior motive, but just because we love and care for them. We can only do that, as I said earlier, when Jesus Christ is alive through his Holy Spirit within us. We've got to be authentic. Our homes and our workplaces and the bridge are huge gifts that God has given us. 
Are we willing for those barriers to come down? To put aside that fear that I've spoken about and to step out in faith? Are we willing to put aside those things in our head and to move in faith? We are that five-talent church. My heart is that we won't be a church that had huge potential. When I speak to, to young people, I say that's the last thing I want on my tombstone is Craig Wood, he had great potential. And I don't want us as a body of people to stand there in heaven and for God to say, you had great potential. I want to be there receiving that accolade for the master who gave us the five talents and to know that we use those five talents to build the kingdom, to build his kingdom here on earth where he has put us. So, my question to God as I was preparing this was, okay, what next? I believe that God's answer was that as a church, we need to come together corporately. That we need to stand as those people in our vision statement who found everything in prayer. I believe that God is calling us as a body of people here at SCF together to pray for us corporately and to pray for each other individually that those barriers will come down and we will step out in faith into what God is calling us into. That, as I said at the beginning of the talk, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here in our community. So as we, as Andrea leads us into communion, my heart would be that each one of us just uh, reflects, Lord, am I willing to be used? Am I willing to let you use me in the way that you want to use me? Am I willing to allow you to use what you have given me, my home, my possessions? Am I willing to allow you to use those for your glory. So let's just pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you for all that you've given us. Lord Jesus, uh, lead and guide each and every one of us, I pray, that we would be in your will. Because being in your will, we know that we're in the blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.